0: Welcome to Unreal, the uh, podcast where we dissect movies that we see. I'm Michael Artris. I'm Damien Estrada. And this has been Unreal.
1: <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry that I finished quicker than I usually do.
0: This week, uh, we wanted to watch a scary movie, and so we decided to check out Don't Breathe. It's actually this time of the year where scary movies start popping up in theaters, and I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, but anyway, Don't Breathe is basically this movie. We'll, we'll kind of tell the plot a little bit uh, without spoiling anything uh, where these guys break into a house, try to rob money, and they have to deal with this old man who's blind but kick-ass. So anything past uh. this point is going to be spoilerific. so don't like listen if you haven't seen the movie yet and you want to see the movie. If you've seen the movie... Uh, then go ahead and keep listening. Or if you don't want to watch the movie, why are you even listening to this podcast right now? But... Hopefully we don't scare you. Hopefully you're not spooked. Not too spooked by this this fucking crazy movie. I mean,
1: honestly, this movie... Uh, I don't know if I'm going out of order, but just for anyone that's like... I mean, I don't know if I really want to actually listen to this because I don't want to get scared. This movie, like, wasn't scary at all. Like, if you're scared by your own stupidity, then maybe there's, like, a a place
0: for you somewhere. So... I think that we'll start off with talking about this movie as far as uh, the plot a little bit more in detail, um, and we'll kind of like balance out the writing here. The movie itself, I expected it to be very scary. Like, like I said, it, like it says, don't breathe, there's a girl on the f-ing cover holding her mouth looking terrified, uh, and I expected it to be like some kind of cheap scare, uh, like where they do the jump scares and there's ghosts and supernatural all around. Uh, but I was surprised that none of that is in the movie. Uh, instead, what's the scary thing is, it's not even scary, it's more tense. There's a guy who's blind who happens to be really, really good with martial arts and guns. Uh, he's a kind of a sadistic dude, terrorizing these burglars that come into his home. Um, how did they get there in the first place? They got there. To- <laughs> Are you Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking at at images from the movie. Um, So just in relation to what you said last, I don't know if I'd consider this guy... I don't know if I would consider this guy terrorizing them um, up until a certain point in the movie. Because when you first step into it, you're like, oh, he's defending himself. But obviously later on down the road... Right, so what I liked about...
0: Right, right. So like he... The whole point of the movie is these guys do, like, do burglaries uh, to try to get money in order to, I think they wanted to go to Los Angeles. There was no ever, like, clear reason as to why except to leave Detroit, which I guess is a good enough reason in itself because Detroit's a shithole, apparently. Um, Don't know, never been, but that's what the movie made it seem like. Uh, And so in order to do that, they had to steal from this. This was, like, the ultimate heist. It was, like, a million dollars or something (laughs) in this house. And so that—that's why they were trying to break into this house and steal from this dude because he's blind. They're like, "Oh, it's so easy!" Then they break in.
1: So, so what I think this movie tried to use—I don't—the the the plot points are pretty interesting, right? So you have uh, your three main characters, which is the like, what seems like a pretty well-off white kid who doesn't really have a reason to rob outside of like to gain more random stuff that he might want, like maybe a new TV or like a bigger, better something or other, but he seemed pretty well set off. Like they showed shots of him in his room and it seemed like a pretty nice room. Like he had a laptop. He
0: seemed like he was good. He's the only reason they're able to rob in the first
1: place though. Right. So he's the only reason they're able to rob in the first place. Cause his dad, uh, essentially owns, um, a, what, what is it called? A,
0: uh, a home alarm system, a uh, right. company.
1: So like, yeah, so they go install alarms. Uh, they provide the security for the alarms, any service or repairs. So he has access to like the floor plans of a bunch of houses, or you know has probably the grace of like knowing maybe some of the people's schedules based on like installation timings. Has like a remote that can turn on and off the alarm, which is like one of the potholes because in <laughs> theory you would probably be able to tell whether or not the remote turned the alarm on and off in the first place. But we'll probably get to that a little bit down the road. Um, and so, yeah, like, I get I get it. It's like, okay, this kid is securing these other two less fortunate people's ability to rob homes. And so the other two characters are, you know, you have your classic, like, like not so great off, like, guy in his, like, big coat
0: that, you know, is... They didn't give him any backstory, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So you knew instantly from that moment he was going to be the one to first die. Like, he yeah. had to be it. There's no way that he was going to be the one to survive this movie. If if that was the case, like I can't even remember his name. That's how unimportant he was. But if he survived, that would be the ultimate twist. But yeah, he's like the he's like the gangster. He's got like cornrows. Uh, he's and he's he is also white, right? Yeah, he's also a white, white. gangster. Because um, I
1: mean, you got to have that,
0: right? You have to have the diversity. The
1: yeah. So, <laughs> um, so so then the the female character is kind of like the classic trope. Like she dates the bad guy. Like, you know, the rough and tough, who is, of course, our, like, white gangster kid. But she's not really bad herself. Right. She only does it out of uh, somewhat necessity, right? Cause I think it's
0: because she came from an abusive home. background. Yeah. yeah. So she's used to that? I don't know. That's yeah. just a guess. I, I
1: think that makes it okay to be toxic and horrible if you come from an abusive background. If I've <laughs> learned anything this year. <laughs> uh, yes.
0: Yeah, so uh, she's- her goal is actually get out of L.A. so she can not be in that toxicity area that environment um so her her motivation is clear but it's not really clear as the other two one of them like the the gangster dude is more uh i'm just doing this to be with my girl and my girl and do gangster hood rat shit and then because well, yeah, it's sick dude yeah uh, and then the the main character um the one that is helping them rob everything is doing it i think to impress the girl as well uh, but more on a like, he's I, definitely trying to get at her. He's sure. like trying to steal your girl kind of guy, but mm-hmm. he's like in a, a good guy kind of way. So you all automatically I'm rooting for that guy ultimately to be there. Cause he has morals. It seems like,
1: mm-hmm. um, and Maya then said he's robbing the houses and potentially jeopardizing his dad's business.
0: That's good morals to have, dude. Uh, which is another point I'd like to bring for up, love. right? All for love. You know, everything's fair. Uh, but why, why is this guy's father's business still in business if they're robbing everything? In
1: theory, we could have come to the story like the week that they started. So maybe it'll shut down like the following week. We don't know. I'll defend the writer there. Okay. You don't know. That's Maybe that's they fair. started today. <laughs> maybe the last one. This was the days. first one that they did? Yeah. Well, no, because you hear them talk about it. But maybe it's only like the third one. Okay. And his dad's probably like, wait a minute.
0: His There's father's not even in the. Here. His father's not even in the movie. Nice guy though. I I, I wanted to meet that dad. Um, and the other character that we have is the old man. Uh, the other main character is the old man that's in the house. Apparently, he's like an old war vet mm-hmm. who his daughter had been run over by this girl, and his daughter died in the car accident. And he was paid a lump sum of money to keep quiet, and not go to court. And therefore, that's why the guys know that he has this money Uh, because he doesn't go out. He's like a reclusive. He lives in his house. He's blind. He doesn't do anything. Uh, And they scout him out and they see that. Uh, But that's the other main character. Uh, As we come to know, like it's we I like how this movie makes you root for characters at times. And then like by the end of it, you don't really know who to root for necessarily. Like you have an idea of like this is who I who I think is doing the right thing. Uh, and it turns, it flip-flops a lot, Uh, which I do like that about this movie, because you're kind of like, oh, I agree with this person. Oh, wait, I totally don't. Now I agree with this person. Wait, is this the right one to go with? So uh, that was pretty interesting throughout the movie. Uh, But like we said, those characters go in to rob this guy's house, and uh, in order to rob the house, they think that the money's locked in the basement, so the main gangster dude of course has a gun on him like why wouldn't he he tries to shoot the lock off and that wakes the dude up
1: well actually let's let's rewind for a second okay so so they they essentially get into this house right um, by they they know the alarm system because they have the kid they have the remote to shut the alarm system off um, they're kind of set up for success and they get there and they realize that the entire thing like all the windows except for like one or two, um, like one on an upper level, I think. Right. And then there's like another, yeah, yeah. It's so one upper level for the restroom, um, is the only window from what I understood from the context of the layout, um, was the only one that was not barred up. Right. So that was like their only chance to get into the house. Um, and so there was like an obstacle before they would even, where they even had the option to get into it and where, like, they had to, like, put the dog to sleep. They didn't kill him. They just uh, knocked him out with a sedative. Um, So, like, they've obviously done this before. They know how to do it or they've, like, studied up on it. So they're not amateurs, I guess, is, like, the first part, right,
0: that you could say. Right. Um, And I, I also think that another thing that I forgot to mention was there's a dog that guards the house as well, which is how the guy gets around, which is very, very important to the story. Uh, more so than you think. Like the dog should actually be a main character himself. Uh, I'll just call him Ralph. But we have Ralph, uh, and here's the characters' names. By the way, I just looked him up because I completely forgot. Uh, Alex is the uh, the main guy whose father owns the security systems. You have name for a Rocky. Kid. You have Rocky, who's the girl, and then you have Money, who's the gangster, and then the blind man. Is just of course, his name is Money. Of course, his name is Money. But uh, yeah. I don't know why I didn't think of that before. And then Ralph, the dog. So, anyway, they have to get through Real the first... Real kind name for a dog <laughs> well, like that. He, he's a respectable gentleman. Uh, he, this dog is the first line of defense for this guy, and they end up... Or is he? Or is he? Uh, they end up preparing for it and causing the dog to go to sleep by lacing some food with sedatives, I think. I don't know. Uh, and then they from there is when they have those struggles that you mentioned. They have to get through like a barricaded door, uh, a cellar that's locked off... A window, which is closed. At that point, it's just like, give up.
1: They they even go as far as to knock the guy out. Like, we have this moment where money uh, goes into to his room with, like, a water bottle and, like, something <clears throat> that, like, reacts to water. I- <laughs> and, like, turns into smoke. And yeah. he pokes a hole in the thing. And apparently it, like, knocks out it just the guy like a- even further. So the guy, in theory, is, like... Really knocked out because yeah. they gave him, I assume, the same sort of sedative. It was just, it was a sick airborne
0: vape cloud. That's what it was. It really was. It released a vape cloud. cloud into the room. Yeah, it was a dope ass cloud, uh, and apparently, like, it was enough to knock him out because the dude is not a vapor. Um, so, like I said, they try to get through the basement, which is where they think the money is, but it's not. Uh, and as soon as they, as soon as money rather shoots the basement lock off, the blind man shows up unexpectedly. So here at this point, I'm still not sure of what this movie is. I don't know if it's like a a thriller or if it's still a horror. So I'm expecting it to be a horror still at this point in time. And I was expecting it to be like some kind of weird, oh, my daughter is a ghost which haunts this house and you're now going to be screwed for walking into my house.
1: Uh, coming into this movie, um, seeing Fede Alvarez's, sorry if I pronounce it incorrectly, previous work uh being evil dead you would assume that there might be like an e- ghostly demonic uh some sort of really horror like specific element to the movie right because if you watched evil dead you'll know just how like absurd it was like in reference and homage to the first evil dead obviously
0: which made it great yeah i liked it i you said yeah in response because that was like a natural reaction you actually didn't like it did no, you no no no
1: i didn't dislike it <laughs> but but I like I didn't buy it, right? I didn't go buy it on Blu-ray.
0: Oh no! I mean, that costs money, dude. We we're in esports. We don't. No, no, that's no. That's no. something we I, don't have. I buy
1: movies that I like in real life. Um, what was the last movie you bought? Oh, I literally just bought like 20 movies. What was, okay. What was the last one that you remember? Uh, I bought The Witch because I haven't seen that.
0: That's wait, a horror
1: film. You're not gonna buy a movie. Wait, you buy movies that you don't see? Yeah, because Witch got like really good ratings. And I'm not going to go like rent it for $4 when I could just buy it for $15. i
0: am disappointed in you.
1: Uh, and I think the last movie that I actually bought, that's the last horror movie that I bought. The last movie that I bought, <clears throat> I was about to order Romeo and Juliet on DVD, but it was going to take three weeks to ship. So I was like, fuck that. Why three
0: weeks? What the hell?
1: I don't know. Or sorry, Blu-ray, not DVD. Because oh. apparently it's like rare on Blu-ray or something. Interesting. You can't find it anywhere, but I have like every single Marvel film that has been released on Blu-ray.
0: Ah, you're that guy. You did say you like superhero movies. And every
1: single DC film that's been released on Blu-ray, except for Green Lantern, because that movie didn't happen.
0: (laughs) Wait, what about Fantastic Four? Do you have that? No, because that movie didn't happen. No, that movie is great. that one,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the old ones. I don't have the new one, because that one didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because it's on HBO now.
0: Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, back from that tangent, uh, you were talking about- Use a discount
1: code, Michael R. (laughs) Okay. 0% 0% off
0: uh, The Evil Dead you that's the, the director that directed that also directed this so like you and me we both thought it was going to be like a horror movie because of those kind of elements like uh, it's closer to October there's like scary films coming out uh, <clears throat> the movie just seemed like it was going to be a horror and then also Evil Dead director also directed this uh, so those elements combined we kind of had this preconceived notion of what it is without actually watching a trailer uh, which I think is the best way to go into a movie uh, not knowing anything about it, mm-hmm. and uh, we find out that there is. like well, go ahead and say it, there's no ghost. There's like that's not. It. There's nothing in this movie that makes you uh, scared as far as like supernatural or anything like that. Um, so they have to battle this old guy basically, uh, and that doesn't sound scary. I made that seem like the least frightening thing, but it turns out to be actually kind of frightening. Like he does later on. Right. Um, but anyway, so. He he comes around the corner, um, and money's like, "Oh, don't come any closer, bro! I'm gonna like shoot you if you come any closer." I'm gonna wreck you, mate. Yeah, and, and so like he he comes closer, and he, instead of shooting him, like he says he's gonna do, he's like, "Don't come any closer, please! Like don't." Because
1: you know money's not gonna pull the trigger because he's kind of like he's like has a hard exterior, don't, but he's like a marshmallow on the inside, you know. But, but,
0: but don't bring a gun to a fight that you're not gonna use it in. Yeah,
1: maybe that's I my mean, that's my logic. I mean, unless you need to blow a wall well,
0: that's why I'm always. I, I carry carry a Glock with me, dude, because I'm ready to fight at any moment. Yeah, don't it, don't pop off on me, bro.
1: You keep it in the under the short shorts. <laughs> yeah, where no one can the, find the, it. The,
0: the, damn, <laughs> <laughs> that was brutal. That was nice. Good 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 on you. Uh, um, I mean, I like that. Yeah okay. yeah, I keep it under my hee XD tank top. Um, so he ends up not shooting the old man. The old man, uh, I guess he kind of just hears where the dude's at grabs him and then he asks him here's where the big thing is for me he asks him how many are you or how many of you are there Mm -hmm. and the dude's like oh there's only one and he does that because he doesn't want to have his girlfriend who's next to him be in trouble Mm -hmm. Uh, at this point uh, Alex has already left the the boy has already left because he doesn't want to be a part of this because it could be larceny or it could be like uh, he could be thrown in jail for being an accomplice with someone with a gun so he leaves the house
1: basically like what this movie does a lot of uh which is i think good and bad um i in so here's where i struggle i don't know if i am such a casual movie viewer that me thinking that these things are okay to do in a film are appropriate or if i just have too many pretentious movie friends that i think that they're on borderline inappropriate to do because like the viewer should just get it because not everyone's an idiot right but they set up a lot of like the char- they set up a ton of the character motivations and like plot points so that you cannot miss them, and I think that that's both good and bad for a movie like this. Like it's really good because as an audience member, you can never be like, "Oh, I didn't see when they panned underneath the bed and they showed his other gun," or, you know, "I didn't know that bringing the gun to a robbery essentially escalates it into like what the owner can do. The owner can now shoot you because they're actually in danger for their lives," or, you know, it becomes. X crime versus another crime. Like obviously no one that knows law or at least has ever dealt with home invasion or home, like burglary would not know that. Right. But you can infer in maybe smarter movies. They wouldn't say that because like, you should just know cause don't be an idiot. Right. Yeah. So pretty much. I think this movie was like pretty idiot proof for the most part where like there even a scene that I had mentioned right after the film that like, instead of having the viewer infer that the kid's dad owned, a company that set up alarms like on the computer screen. There's like a bouncing little logo that says like home security. So there are a lot of these hints. So it's not totally idiot proof because it's not like the kid says anything along. I maybe he does and I totally forgot, but I never remember a line being crazy where the kid's like. But I feel horrible about doing this to my father's company that installs alarms, which grants me access to these houses, whereas other films might do a stupid line of dialogue. Yeah, like I think the dumbest like on the nose thing that this movie did was like set up the female character for like this like, oh, like my life is so horrible, my mom's such a horrible person, her boyfriend's such a horrible person. I have a little sister. Look at how horrible they're being to her. And then like, for some reason, she all of a sudden is like, I'm going to rescue you out would you like California? Yeah. Like, and so like, it blue. sets up her motivation, right? Whereas like, I don't think you needed to have, like, that's maybe the one thing in the movie that I'm like, I don't know if you needed them to have that conversation. I think you could just assume by like body language or by like something else there that that conversation had in the past. And I don't know. Again, it's one of those things like maybe I just have too many pretentious movie friends and the casual viewer would have been like, oh, I wouldn't have even thought about her taking her sister. Like, why would that be a motivation for her to do what she's doing?
0: By the way, that sister was an awful actress and we'll get to that in a second. But uh, holy shit, she almost tanked that whole movie. That scene alone, I was just like, this has to be like a daughter of like the director or somebody. Like somebody's (laughs) doing this girl a favor. This fucking girl's dumb as shit. Why is she acting? You're talking about a little girl right now. <laughs> she's like, okay, granny, she's like nine, but whatever. Uh, still dumb. Uh, anyway, so the whole thing escalates. The dude, the, the blind man grabs money, uh, asks him if he's alone, which at that point, it's just money and Rocky in the house. Alex is left because he doesn't want to be part of a crime that involves a gun. He doesn't want to get shot, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And money, in order to protect his girlfriend, says no. He's Or says that he is alone, which is where he I honestly think that's where he fucked up. Why is that? If he said that he was not alone, then I think that the old man would not have been motivated to kill him. Because if he's alone, then mm-hmm. if he kills him, who's going to find out, right? Mm-hmm. And because, I see what you're because he kills him at that moment because he thinks that he's alone, nobody's <clears> going to <throat> find out. He can do whatever he wants to the guy. Uh, and then... He doesn't. He gets off. He gets off scot free, right? Whereas if
1: he was like, there's four of us. Two are outside waiting. Yeah, there's what no What are you way. gonna do? Right, right. He's then gonna the guy's like, oh well, shit.
0: Yeah, just go. Like that's where he fucked up.
1: But it. So what this movie does really well is it. It walks the viewer through different stages of of what's on the line, right? So in the very beginning, they enter in the house. What's on the line? Uh, so for money, it's a big score, right? And to move to California with his girlfriend. For the girl. It's to move, get away from her parents to save her little sister. And then for Alex, it's to like get closer to the both of them, more so the girl. And at that point, he's just like, yeah, screw it. Like, I'll just go to California, like new things, new experiences. So that's what's on the line for them when they enter in the house and they break into the house. So then there's the next stage of what's on the line, right? So the next stage of what's on the line is... How do I not die, right? Right. And so for money, what was on the line in that instance is if I just say that it's me, then maybe he'll let me go. Because he doesn't know what's in the third stage of what's on the line, right? Yeah. And so for him, it's like maybe if he does shoot me in the leg or he does do some like fucked up shit to me and calls cops, I'll be the one that gets fucked. My girl goes and whatever that other like white kid ran away because he's a little bitch, right? (laughs) Like that's probably what was going through his head, right? And so... He kills her, right? So now, or sorry, he kills money. Mm-hmm. And so for the girl, we're on the third stage of what's on the line. So she knows that regardless of whatever happens, that the dude in the house is willing to kill people. Right. Especially because he's a veteran. Mm-hmm. So I assume that he probably knows some laws, knows how things like that work with all the security on his home and all the locks. He obviously has some like sort of notion of how this works. And because I think at this point they figured out that he probably does have money, in the house somewhere, he's probably very aware of his rights. Mm-hmm. So for her, this that third level of stakes are like, let's not die. Like I need to get out of here. This guy cannot know that I'm here. He's just gonna kill me because he doesn't give a shit why we're here. Right. He's
0: just gonna kill us. I think that the motivation for the blind man at that point now becomes okay, my money is on the line. I need to make sure that it's there. Which I don't understand why he's not buying anything with the money. Like the money is intact, like in full in the fucking bank. Like, it's sitting there in, like, a safe. Uh, he's not spinning it. I don't know why he cares about having it. it there's no reason. There's, there's no reason for the guy to have it. So, actually, I I
1: agree and I disagree, but I think I lean more towards the realm of disagree. And so, like, this is the biggest spoiler for the film, kind of, if you didn't watch the trailer. Because there is, like, a second in the trailer where you could kind of see what's happening but not happening. So they end up making it to this basement, right? And here's where we meet the fourth level of stakes, where they're, like, trying to get out because they saw a cellar door that maybe could potentially be an escape for them, right? So they get to the cellar, and then they discover a girl that's, like, chained up in this padded cell. Like, she looks like she's been—I mean, minus that being trapped in a cellar is not being treated well at all. Mm -hmm. But for the situation that she's in, she looks like she has a decent living for people that are trapped in basements. (laughs) So so this is where we meet the fourth level of stakes, right? Yeah. Because for our protagonists, they're like, Holy shit, this guy is crazy. He's not just like, I'm gonna kill you because you entered my house and I have the right to kill you, so I can fight that in law, in like a court of law. It's like he has kidnapped and chained someone up, taped their mouth shut, and it's doing they don't know what at right, that point right, right, right. to them. So the stakes for them is like, holy shit, either A, this could be me, or B, he could just straight out kill me, and then no one will ever find out, because if they find out, then his whole operation gets busted, right? So for him, the stakes are, where is my money? Because my money is the only, like, is his, if his income ceases to exist, and he either A, loses his house, or like B, can't afford the things around him, which might be like buying groceries and like feeding the girl downstairs, and... Like
0: feeding the girl downstairs. Well, no,
1: because that's a real thing. Right. So like <laughs> if, if, if what's later explained, right. Is, mm-hmm. is that he's like holding the girl there hostage so that he could like have a child through her. Right. 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 And so once that time comes, you think this guy is going to just like, cause he was going to let her go. You think he's just going to stay in America or stay there? Like he has to run. He can't let the girl go, take the child and then just be like, yeah, I live here, but like I let you go, so let's just call it,
0: call it even. But the way that I see this guy is like he is off the map. like He's off the radar. He has no neighbors. He's in a rundown house that people don't even consider to exist, despite the fact that there's an alarm system in it. So obviously it's on the radar for the alarm system company, but nobody else knows that he lives there. There's nobody on the streets. Uh, everything around him is rundown. So nobody's going to care that he's there. Well, okay, so if you go back to the
1: beginning they found out that he was there based on an article that said that he had a huge settlement. So in theory- And it didn't
0: happen recently though. Like that had right. happened a while. So right. they only found out because of that, because they were looking for money to rob. Right. Normal people don't look for money to rob, therefore they're not gonna look for that dude. True. So I think he's still off the radar at that point. He's, he doesn't have to let the girl go. He probably isn't gonna let the girl go. He probably just he said that. He says that he does, or that he will. This this is the guy that kidnapped a girl. You think he's going to give a shit about letting her go? I,
1: I think he has some morals, but I also think that he's insane because obviously, no one in their right mind, even if they feel an eye for an eye is fair, is not going to chain someone up in their basement. Right. So the whole reason
0: he to fast forward to this this scene, uh, the whole reason he kidnaps the girl is it's the girl that killed his daughter. Which, how did he get her in the first place? And then that's also
1: another plot hole of like a girl kills someone's daughter then goes missing the person that you're not going to check first is going to be the guy that (laughs) lost a daughter right like that's probably the biggest glaring plot hole but the whole thing
0: the reason why they probably didn't is because oh it's just a blind man who cares he's not going to be able to do anything which I think that's why they made him no that's not why they made him blind they didn't make it make him blind just for that point obviously it's more terrifying to be chased by a blind man than a not blind man yeah right? i mean if
1: you've watched daredevil he knows how to fuck up.
0: <laughs> holy shit uh so i think that element in itself uh him getting that girl just doesn't make any sense to me uh what did she like go to his door and like apologize right maybe and, like, like did they meet somewhere like I, I don't understand how how is this guy able to get around he's he, with a he, dog yeah the dog attacks everything it sees. How is he able to walk around with that thing?
1: Maybe the dog wasn't even there. Maybe the dog's a manifestation of maybe his this anger.
0: Maybe this whole movie's just a manifestation of the guy guy's like imagination. That could be true. It could be a dream. The only time we see him, like the first time we ever see him is him sleeping, right? Is it? Yeah. He's like sleeping and his daughter's like on the fucking TV screen. Oh, okay. I see yeah. what you're so anyway, um This girl's chained down in the basement because he basically his his set of rules is you take something from me you owe me something in return so what he wants in return is a kid a child to replace the one that the girl stole um (laughs) the the funny point or the
1: the funny thing that happened in the movie there is that it the reason that we're able to extract this plot point from him is she's like keeping me here is it gonna bring your daughter back and that he basically responds with well actually it (laughs) will yeah so he do you thre- think he'd be mad if it was a son and not a daughter?
0: I, I, why would he, why would that matter to him?
1: Because the, the, the line was, this isn't gonna bring your daughter
0: back. <laughs> God damn it. Yes, yes, he'd be furious. <laughs> yes, he would. Um, so the whole reason we get there, um, I feel like we skipped over a little bit, but the whole reason we get there is the guys, uh, Alex ends up coming back into the house because he hears the gunshot um, when money died. He comes back in, and he is with Rocky, and they try to escape through the basement, and as they're escaping through the basement, they come across this girl. They're able to make it, like, they have the choice of either rescuing this girl uh, or leaving immediately and escaping with their lives, potentially. Of course, Rocky wants to rescue the girl. Right. Um, I, for whatever reason, right? I, mean, I we understand,
1: know, right? There's, like, another level of stakes, right? Maybe we're on our ninth level now, but it's, like, you leave the girl. And she gets killed and disposed of. So by the time the cops get there, he's like, I don't have anyone chained up in the basement. What do you mean? Right. Mm -hmm. Or you rescue the girl and you all get out or you don't.
0: And then you just all die. (laughs) Right. But that that seems to be like the movie technique that's commonly used. It's like, okay, we can rescue this girl and leave or we can just leave. But the 20 seconds that it's going to take to rescue this girl is the amount of time exactly that we need to get out of here and be safe. I don't, why, why is that always a thing? Why can't it just be, okay, we grab the girl, we leave. I would have been actually okay with that movie ending right there. I'd be like, <laughs> all right, that's fair. That's a, that's a real life thing that would happen.
1: It, it just goes to the court case. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... The next hour is just a court case.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that.
1: The blind guy's just offing all the jury members. And that's how Daredevil starts. He's his go. own lawyer. Yeah. There you go. Um, I actually have a theory of who this character is. The, the old man. Okay. We'll get to that later.
0: Okay. Um, so anyway, they try to rescue the girl, but they aren't able to make it out in time because the old man has rounded the house and is at the entry uh, entrance of the cellar, and he has a gun ready to shoot them. He ends up shooting whoever is right there in front, so he opens the door up, and he shoots like, the side of the ear of Alex. Uh, he shoots.
1: Which, honestly, in that moment, I was like, oh, shit, he shot him in the neck. Yeah. Is what I thought.
0: Same here. I thought he, like, actually fatally wounded him. But he ends up shooting, like, three or four shots. Like, he blows his whole wad. And then, like, uh, it, one of those bullets hits the pregnant girl. Or girl, rather. And then we find out that she's pregnant later on, once you said. like He does a good Darth Vader no. Yeah. And then... So, he gets mad about that. And then... Another chase ensues. They try to escape. Um, and it's just, it's just a big escape plot movie at that point. Like, how do we get out of here? And there's a lot, there's a lot that they have to try to do. And we've, we're not going to cover all of it because that, that just becomes, like, extensive. There's, like, they try to go, go out of, like, a, the window on the second floor. They try to go, like, through the air vents. They try all these different things to get out. So, anyway, let's get to the point.
1: Well, the dog through the vents was hyphy.
0: Yeah, he had that little, like, swag walk that he had. That was pretty yeah. sick. I, I do like that. Um, but
1: Like, it really felt like a scene from, like, Alien. Was
0: that, like, the highlight of the movie for you? Mm, would, you
1: would you... No. Ralph I, climbing I, through the fucking I, vents I, is have not a, the I have a highlight of the movie for me.
0: What, what's the highlight of the movie for you? Because we'll pause right the, here where they're, cha- like, getting chased.
1: The highlight of the movie for me was the rebirth shot with the syringe or the turkey (laughs) baster
0: that okay that was great we'll get there after they start like getting chased they get chased they go their own separate ways alex and rocky are split of course uh alex is in a tool shed or like a tool area where there's a bunch of like gardening tools saws etc etc and the old man corners him and they fight like they they scrap it out Uh, he tries to fight who Alex yeah (laughs) Yeah. he tries he tries he he
1: definitely tries to fight
0: that's fair he gets the shit beat out of him and then the old man takes a pair of uh snippers for like a gardening bush or whatever Mm -hmm. and then he makes that downward motion where he's like gonna stab him and you see the the gardening tool go into a body uh and the reason I
1: previously in the scene they had set up with money's body falling
0: correct so I say a body because obviously it doesn't go through Alex but the audience is left to believe that it is Alex that is stabbed and then we go to the next scene where he ends up capturing he ends up capturing the girl Uh, he ends up capturing Rocky and puts her in place of where the pregnant girl was and that's where the whole scene comes in is like what are you doing this is not going to bring your daughter back and that's where he's like oh well the girl was going to provide me with a child you're wrong and then he ties her up and he's like you have to pay for what you've done. You have to own up to your your wrongs. And this is the shot you're talking about and I actually agree. This is the this is the highlight of the movie. He says I've never forcefully put myself on any, like that girl. Uh and I'm as left- he's
1: like requiem for a dream like sequencing out this like ice cup of semen like a huge iced cup it's of semen. It's a huge load. And like, he like p- holy <laughs>
0: Well, do you think that was one load, or do you think that was multiple <laughs> loads that he put? Together? I mean,
1: if it's one, then he is a <laughs> certain kind of man.
0: They, <laughs> he's eating a lot of asparagus. Is that what it is? Is that what, is I, okay? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, nobody knows. Nobody has that big of a load. I swear. So anyway, he, they make it realistic because they throw like pubes into the into the load as well. So then he takes a fucking like turkey baster and scoops up. <laughs> like a hot steaming pile of load. And he just he just it's it's great because he, he takes it and this is the money shot, like this is the money shot. Um the the rebirth shot as as you called it.
1: He It's like this slow motion like two hundred and forty frames a second. <laughs> like you know where like filmmakers will like dramatize like a dog or like a creature like drooling with like the slow, like mucus filled, like thick viscous like drops of whatever it is like that, that was this semen dropping out of this turkey baster as he slow motion walked and like the girls in the background, background like struggling to get out of this weird harness. And it's just like the weirdest, like torture porn, but not really torture because he's not hurting her minus the fact that this is in very hurtful to someone like mentally and both like physically having a baby put inside of you, etc. It's just like, this very, like, weird glorification of the whole thing. And it's just so ridiculous how beautifully it was shot. <laughs> Which is, I think, what makes it so crazy, right? Because you could do that, like, quick and dirty. Like, not a great shot. Like, wide shot. Like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, Like, cool 24 frames a second. He's walking over. There's no, like, tension.
0: But the director wanted you to see the semen slow dripping out of this turkey baster. And it wasn't, like, it just dripped out. It, like... Uh, it, it was like I don't even know how to explain it Like Silly Putty If you squeeze Silly Putty out of your hand and yes. it, Imagine if it was like really liquidy Silly Putty And it just like drips out And it's there's like a string A string of like semen and mucus combined Just like dripping out of your hand And it like It twirls around a little bit And then like there's a big glob of it at the very end And it just drops It's That That is the shot And that shot was That shot was great I, And I hate to say it But it was great um, and it made me think, how many times do you think that they had to do that shot? Like, okay, I, I don't think the drip was just right, guys. Let's do it one more time. I think it was just a little bit too stringy. Uh, like, how, how many times do you think that shot was replicated?
1: They definitely shot that a couple times, I think.
0: Do you think there's a technique that the actor had to use to squeeze it out just right? Probably. Like, like oh, I have to squeeze it at like... Um, 35 psi, like that. Obviously, that's way too intense. But like, he had to squeeze it a certain amount of uh, intensity just in order for it to come out just right. I think that shot, a lot, a lot of thought was put into it. Probably more thought that than was needed, to be honest. I agree. Uh, but anyway, he's putting it. He's like, he's taking that turkey baster and he's gonna shove it up her. Like, he's just gonna, he's gonna give it to her. Good. He says he never forces her, like any himself on her. But like. That I don't I don't know if you've ever had a turkey baster inside you, but I mean it is.
1: I mean that that's 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 rape. personal. Sorry. No, oh. I, I'm pre- I'm pretty sure that's yeah. That's I mean right.
0: Yeah, I, I mean there's no argument there, but I mean if you've ever had a turkey baster inside you, it it is uh, it is not pleasant. I'll I'll just say that. So uh, <laughs> no and especially and and so especially one filled with semen. I can imagine that that is not a world I would like to be a part of. So he. He's just about to shove that thing in her. And then... (laughs) Alex comes out of nowhere. Uh, Surprise, surprise. He's here to save the day. Which,
1: like, you had to know that he was coming. Right.
0: I mean, there's no way that they're actually going to allow her to have this hot, steaming pile of load just shoved right in her. There's no way. There's no movie that would allow that. Although, Evil Dead would probably do that. Because it's so extreme. Yes. So, in theory, you could be like, oh, I believe this is probably going to happen. And... Alex saves the day and they are trying to escape. Uh, He like knocks the old man out and then he like chains him up. Right. Uh, And then he is escaping through essentially this master key system that he has. And also with the help of the alarm system, um, he is going out through the front door and the old man pops out out of nowhere. Like, how did he escape? Like, how did he get out of there? Like, Alex has the keys. There's no way he gets out of that handcuff. That That's another plot hole. Like, the man would be locked up.
1: My So, the instant that he was out is, my first thought was, like, there's probably some sort of training that you get that, like, here's a way to dislocate your thumb if you're ever, like, put in handcuffs or... Here, like I'm, I'm curious like i want to talk to army vets now and be like did they ever teach you how to get out of handcuffs if you're ever a prisoner of war like escape techniques because he really was only chained to like i don't know if it was metal but like something he wasn't chained to like the main thing i don't believe was he
0: yeah i thought he was oh, I thought he was you're right he was oh, which, chained to that main line i was hoping that if they were going to do like a reveal like have him cut his arm off um, or at
1: least like his hands like off up because he had to like break it right and then
0: you know how serious this guy is yeah. at that point uh but no that's not the case he has a gun in his hand of course and i he, mean
1: you could argue he had one hand free he was the one that built it likely that he knows that there's probably like a trigger or quick just release
0: seems too too consequential like okay th- like in a real world setting that's not going to be the case he's going to be chained, chained up there for if he at least knows his system he's going to be chained up there for a while so, it doesn't make sense to me that he was able to get out that fast. Uh, and also, it doesn't make sense to me as to why Alex didn't fucking unlock everything to begin with. Like, if he's there, just unlock everything. And don't worry about lock- unlocking it as you're going. Because the thing is, as we see that Alex had unlocked a few things beforehand. Just unlock everything. Like I yeah. Unlock
1: all the things?
0: Yes. Uh, so, he ends up... Alex ends up getting shot. Uh, because the old man has a gun, ends up shooting Alex. And in that moment, Alex falls to the ground. I could have swore he was going to hit the security guard, like the security alarm. That would have been great. Like, as he's falling, just like one last attempt and hit the security alarm. That would have been a good uh, way to set off, like, the cops and everything. But no, he just dies. He goes out like a bitch. And Rocky, in turn, just runs out the door. Takes out. Like, she just takes off. And, of course... Who who's to follow her? Right? Mm-hmm. Nobody. She's like you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, she's home free. This is the end of the movie. This is this is an interesting ride. I got to see a turkey baster filled with semen, uh, and I'm okay with life. But no, that's not how. That's not what goes on. The- so
1: what's interesting is like what comes up is so they showed this scene in the beginning of the movie that was like this uh, insane drone shot, you know, like coming down the street with who you don't know at the time dragging who you could assume is a girl's body. If you're paying attention down the road. Um, and I totally forgot about it because I was just like caught up in everything that had happened. Right. Like dog crawling through the vent, uh, you know, like being chased through the dark Turkey basters, uh, girls, you know, trapped in a basement. Um, like all these crazy things like army vet, like screwing kids up that I totally forgot right. about that opening shot.
0: I thought about the whole time though. Like I kept that in mind. So I was like, she's going to get caught again. There's like, there's no way that they show that. And it's not a reality mm-hmm. or it's not, not a reality. So she's going to get caught in this area. That makes the most sense. Cause I haven't seen this scene yet. Whenever I see something like that, I always remember it for later. Cause there's a reason they showed it. Uh, and so she escapes and you see the old man step out of the house and he looks around, and it's basically like, what's going on? Like, uh, is she going to get away? And then she's like, there's no way you can catch me out here. This is my territory now. Like, why? just run. Don't say anything. And as soon as she says that, <clears throat> Ralph runs out and chases after her. The, Ralph the dog. Well, yeah, because she, she had to antagonize him, right? Of like, course.
1: Yo, what's up, bitch? And then all of a sudden, they cap the point, and then you lose in the last 10 seconds of the game. Right. And then you went and saw Overwatch.
0: So, <laughs> You're pretty salty, man. That's salty about Overwatch. Well, I have a
1: theory about who this character is, and it's related to what I'm talking about. Oh, is 18.
0: it? Is it? I know who it is. I, you, as soon as you said that, I know who it is yeah. now. Um, so anyway, she tries to escape. She makes it to her car. And through this struggle, like the dog catches up to her at that point. But guess what? She locks her keys outside of the door. And what is she going to do? She can't get her keys. So she does this elaborate plan to capture the dog in the car. Long story short... She captures the dog, but as soon as she does, she's outside of the car, and the old man catches up to her and grabs her, and then that's when he drags her back. That's bringing you back to the beginning of the movie, when you see this girl being dragged in the street, uh, so she gets captured again. Um, but as she, as she's like back in the house, right? she wakes up, and she wakes up and sees um, a ladybug, which was like a plot point at that point, like she had said... Oh whenever I see a ladybug I feel that, that
1: whole part about her being locked in the trunk was just kind of like I couldn't tell if she was trolling. Like at first I was like, yo are you trolling right now with this story because this is just <laughs> it
0: too didn't much. make sense, but You're it was doing like too much. It was something to try to like incite emotion out of the viewer. I think, oh this girl got caught or got locked in her trunk because her mother's abusive and the ladybug was in the trunk to give her hope and she got a tattoo of it. And then, when she wakes up in the house, there's a ladybug on her arm, and she's like, "Oh, I have the motivation now again to survive." And so she hits the alarm system. Uh, She had the remote that Alex had brought with him. She finds it on the ground, hits the alarm system, and it goes off. And it, the old man, doesn't know what to do because there's all this sound around him. He can't hear where she's at. Because
1: he's like a bat, right? Pretty much.
0: It's it's that same same technique that you see all the time, like oh like with Venom, <clears throat> like in Spider Man Three, where mm-hmm. all the bells are ringing and he can't do anything because like, there's so much sound. That's the same thing with the old man. It's kind of like Mike. Kind of like Mike, yeah. Um, and so they a, a fight ensues, and as soon as she's about to hit hit the guy with, I think a shovel, the sound goes off, and then he knows where she's at, and he turns around to point the gun at her, and then she just hits the shit out of him until like. She thinks he's dead. He falls down into the cellar, and then she sees him like lying there motionless, and she escapes. Because
1: they're not regular stairs to the cellar. You have to go down the ladder.
0: Yeah, which doesn't make sense. So I've never he seen falls
1: that. like a good five to six feet down, which I kind of get, based on the circumstance of the girl being locked down there, probably make it as difficult as
0: possible for her to get out. Oh, yeah. Well, which also explains why the cellar was locked. I didn't think of that either. And so we see him dead on the ground, and it goes to... Uh, Rocky with her sister in an airport, and something comes on the news and says, "Oh, this this burglar burglars terrorized this old army vet. Uh, two, uh, he miraculously defended himself, killed two of them, and now he's in stable or he's like in unstable condition, but on the way to the hospital. And you're like, how the hell did he survive that? Like, I don't understand. Like, you're left to think he's dead. So he, they show a shot of him in the ho- like in the ambulance, and he's on his way to the hospital." And Rocky, for whatever reason, looks worried. i don't know why. why do you think she'd be worried at that point? like she's going to california there's no she's never going to see this guy again
1: i so so this is uh kind of one of the points that I was trying to get at when I was talking earlier about like the different stages of stakes, right? So at this point when it's just Rocky and the guy, it's like one of them is going to win, right like they both can't. I mean, I guess in theory it ended with them both winning, but the whole point, like towards the end of the movie, you're like, one of them's going to win. He's either going to kill her. She doesn't escape with the money. He keeps the money or she's going to kill him and then take the money. But the problem with that logic is that if she kills him and takes the money, now they're looking for a murderer, right? Because they're (laughs) like... What, like, there are two dead bodies? And then, I mean, even now, there's still, like, a roughy, a, roughy, a rough plot point of, like, how did he end up where he was? Maybe he moved himself after he got knocked down. Yeah. And, like, put himself and was like, oh, I barely defended myself. Like, I got him in the end, right? Um But if she were to escape by killing him, then he essentially, like, she would have been found out eventually, right?
0: How? Why do you think so? Nobody ever checked that place. Remember, if oh, you're saying like if, when if she, hit the she alarm? would have killed him. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Because so cause, she did hit the alarm. Because basically, like
1: they're dancing around this like big brother, right? And the mm-hmm. big brother, the big like shadowy figure in the or bright figure, whichever way you want to uh, talk about it, are like the police that, in theory, at any moment with the proper remote control can go off, and they both lose at that point because if the police get involved, they both automatically lose because they're found out for burglary and yeah. theft, and you know like assault with the deadly weapon and then he's found out for kidnapping and and there's like this weak plot line where and i think it was kind of bullshit not for the writers but the characters saying like oh well they won't even care about us breaking and entering because he's a murderer and a blah 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 right like obviously that's not real Anywhere, Of course. <laughs> like if I discovered a robbery because I was murdering someone, they wouldn't forget about the robbery or forget, right? Like Exactly. It's all going to go down eventually. Right, right, right. Um, and so if the police are called, they both lose in theory. And that's what we're set up to believe. Um, and so when she calls the police, in my mind, I was like, oh, she's going to be caught. There's no way that she could get away. But obviously she's able to run away because it's a movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you still think like maybe the guy's gonna file charges because she has all of his money, but this is the only outcome in where they both win because he gets away with killing those two people because it's self-defense he loses all of his money but no one ever finds out actually unless he managed to oh okay actually so let's let's rewind.
0: Are you gonna talk about the girl? Yes he put the girl in the girl the tub.
1: put a girl he put the girl in some weird black sludge in a tub and then hit her under a panel. Yeah, so, so she's like, so her body's of kind of disappeared, right? right? So at least they tie it, wrap that up,
0: right? But then what about the whole like semen-filled torture area? Like, there's, they're not May- gonna like.
1: I mean, so maybe that's one of the things. It's like in this scenario where the guy ends up,
0: <laughs> he's just into BDSM. That's what it is. And it's like, oh, I just. I guess so. I mean, is
1: it illegal to freeze your semen and have a weird padded room in the basement?
0: I mean, it shouldn't be. Not in America, at least.
1: So, yeah, like, this is the only outcome where they both win. She gets away with all the money. The guy gets away with kidnapping, murdering the girl, yeah. and then killing the other two.
0: Right. I I don't know why she's scared at that point. Because, I mean, she's not going to at least get charged for murder. She's going to get charged for robbery if they ever find her. Which is very likely, because they'll have her fingerprints and everything else. I'm sure they have her hair, because he dragged her across the ground by her hair. There's chances that she could get caught. That's probably why she's scared. Not the mm-hmm. fact that he
1: is... Alive. I think she had a bigger chance to get caught if he would have been dead, though. Because if the guy's like, there's only two people that were here, like, there's not a third. And they're like, no, sir, we found DNA of a third. He'd be like, no, there wasn't. Like, you're fucking crazy.
0: That's fair. Uh, But then she could also bring up the point that he tried to rape her. And then he, and then she could tell, yeah, yeah, okay. So she could tell the, the cops at that point, oh, check the check the basement under right. this, this tile where this woman's at, okay.
1: And so basically, it's like a scenario of they have to just live with what happened. They have to trust between each other. each other, right? yeah. They basically create this bond where she's like, all right, I ain't gonna tell anyone about all the people that you killed as long as you don't tell anyone about all the money that I. Does spent. that
0: make this a romantic comedy?
1: <laughs> Maybe.
0: Okay. Uh, so anyway, dramedy. She's, yeah, dramedy. She escapes goes to Los Angeles, and that's the end of the movie. Uh, and I think a lot of people were disappointed. There was this one Guido lady outside of, the, outside, of the, outside of the theater. There was this
1: one lady outside of the theater.
0: And she was like really upset, like adamantly upset that this movie was bad. And I was like, I think it's all right. And then this dude talked to me, and he's like, what do you think of the movie? And then I was like, why are you talking to me? And then I walked away.
1: The end. Word for word, actually.
0: <laughs> uh, no, he, he was like, what, what do you think of the movie? I was like, oh, it was not bad. And as soon as it started saying, oh, it wasn't bad, the girl that he was with was like, my way stacked." And so I was like, all right. She was Cartman? <laughs> yeah, that's my best impression of a uh, angry Guido. Um, so she did not like that movie, apparently. But I liked it. I, I thought it was pretty entertaining. I, at points, I was on the edge of my seat. Uh, I, sometimes I, I noticed that you had jumped at some points, and I thought that was great. Um, I think I
1: jumped at the weakest things, not even yeah. the, the scary yeah, things.
0: you jumped at some weak shit, dude.
1: Like, I'll jump at, like, toast popping out of a toaster, <laughs> but I won't jump at, like, someone getting, like, stabbed in the neck.
0: Yeah, that doesn't bother me either. It's just, like, the jump scares, which is, like, why are you doing this to me? Please stop. Um, so, anyway, let's talk about the acting a little bit. We talked about the plot, talked about the writing. I thought, I thought overall there was a lot of plot holes. The writing was okay. There wasn't a lot of dialogue, so there wasn't that to really worry about. Uh, there was definitely some plot holes that they should have fixed. Well, of course, it's with any movie, it's easier to say, like from the outside, oh, this movie could have been done better. But I think overall, it was pretty decent writing. Uh, acting wise, I know I brought this up earlier. That little girl, she was awful. She almost ruined the whole movie for me. She had more lines than I think the old man did, and she couldn't even do them right. Like, I I don't I don't know what was wrong with that girl. Like literally, she something was wrong with that girl, dude.
1: I'm so mad. I, I I don't remember her at all, really, outside of being like her name was Diddy. Like, who names a character Diddy?
0: Video game creators. What you about think her last
1: name was Kong? Sean
0: Combs, Puff Daddy, P Daddy. That, that too. Okay. Uh, anyway, I, I you think I'm, it was
1: Rocky, Rocky, Kong. <laughs> what? Rocky Kong and Diddy that was, Kong. That was
0: that was, a, that was a huge stretch there, buddy. Um, yeah, it was it was Rocky Kong. Turkey basters get big. Um, So, I thought she was awful. I thought Rocky's actress was okay. Uh, She did good at reacting to being scared, which, cool, that's great. I thought that Alex's character, I actually liked his character the most because I could not really relate to him, but I was like, oh, this guy, I see what he's doing, it's understandable. Uh, He's doing it to try to impress this girl, although he was trying to, like, homewreck at the same time. So, I don't know if I'm okay with that, Uh, but... I thought he was a cool character, or not cool, but a nice character, a nice guy. He had that soft, doughy boy, white face. Like, mm-hmm. it was just like... Like any good kid named Alex. Any good kid named Alex, of course. Uh, and then Money, of course, did not like his character, Didn't, couldn't relate to him. He was a scumbag. Uh, they made him unlikable on purpose, because he was the first one to die. They didn't really want you to like his character. And the blind man. Um, I At points, I liked the blind man. At, at points, I didn't. Like... I didn't like him when he had that girl tied up to the basement. Mm-hmm. I liked him when he was being a badass and like defended himself. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked him when he pulled the tur- turkey baster out. I was like, that's, that's, that's my man. That, that guy knows how to cook some <laughs> had turkey, how to, how to baste up a turkey. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I felt for him at times. And at the end, I was like, nah, this guy's, this guy's bad I don't knees Like him. bears. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, what did you think? Did you like the acting from there? Like, um,
1: I thought the acting was good. I think the characters were obviously all characters. Uh, None of them necessarily felt real or grounded. Right. Like Money's character was obviously the like hip hop yo fuck him let's go rob some shit character exactly and. The Alex White kid was obviously the like. Uh, I'm unsure how I feel about this, but like, uh, all right, guys, let's do it. Like, I want to win your affection. The voice uh, of reason. In the oh movie. no, I, I, I can't. This is like too, too bad. I have to get out. But oh no, someone's in trouble. My goodwill and intentions must come through. And she played like the. I have so much on the line. You guys don't understand. Like, this is not just for me. It's bigger than me. Like, this is the little girl that almost
0: ruined the movie. Also, right. <laughs> And then this the, is to get her out of the movie. This is to get her to California to act in more movies. That's great.
1: And then uh, uh, she
0: did, her motivation wasn't even for the girl. She was being selfish. Like initially, her motivation was to get out by herself. Yeah. And then she's just like, oh wait, maybe I should take my sister with me. Maybe after true. maybe after that acting stuff, she's like, oh, ah, no, I definitely have to take this girl to California. She needs acting lessons, hands down. Uh, so I I think that acting overall was just average. It wasn't anything spectacular. It wasn't anything like horrible either.
1: The old man kind of had like a Batman vibe to his voice. Yeah. Which.
0: No, he had more of a Bane vibe to his voice. Uh, yeah,
1: there was just something weird about it that I didn't hate, but I also didn't like. It didn't feel normal. Mm-hmm. It kind of felt like he was a little just like. Overacting in a sense. Yeah, I don't I don't know if overacting is the right word, but it feels like the right word when you say it. So maybe
0: that's the right word. But would you rather him be like, uh, he's like, you have to pay for your sins. Or would you rather be like, you have to pay for your sins, and now here's this turkey baster. What if like, he was just like, "This is unreal. You have to pay for this." All right, we're done. That's the that's the podcast, guys. It's unreal. Um, yeah, no, I think I think his voice was fine. Uh, he did kind of overdo it, but that's okay. I mean, he didn't really have that many lines, so he didn't have to sit through it a lot. Um, what do you think about uh, what do you think about the dogs acting? <laughs> the I dog, think-
1: the dog seemed mad. He was actually like. Probably one of the best at, at acting as role because yeah. he seemed he seemed salty.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's go into like the cinematography about this because this is probably where you uh, paid the most attention. So overall shot selection, camera movement, color grading, that kind of stuff. Uh, what did you think about the movie from there?
1: Uh, I think that – so this is I, – because I saw this on the list of things that we talked about or that we were going to talk about. And ultimately, I feel like it comes down to if you have a movie with a budget, there's almost like no way to screw up anymore. Like, how many times do you see something based in reality that can be shot mostly practical? Like, I'm sure there's tons of CGI in this film that are little things, but um, like with you have characters and actors that are all real, your set's all real, you're not in space, you're not like doing some crazy Avengers stuff where people are flying around and shooting lasers or like blowing up cities. You were literally in a house and like maybe you have to like, you know, put in some like gunfire, maybe put in some extra After Effects blood, maybe like dirty up a scene more in post. But like most of it is shot practically in camera. I just feel like it's so hard to make your movie look bad in this day and age with the proper budget.
0: And did they make it look better? No, it- I
1: mean, I, th- I thought it was fine. But at the same time, like there were never any shots that were like risky. Um, there are little things that I thought they did well. Like they made things that otherwise shouldn't necessarily look creepy kind of look creepy. Mm-hmm. Like there's this shot, that one right there actually, uh, in the trailer where like he reaches around to grab to pull the electricity down. and it just looks creepy because of the way that he like moves his hand. So there was like really good direction. Maybe from a director's standpoint or maybe from a cinematographer's standpoint, that's like, hey, if we do this, it looks creepier on camera. And so there were a couple things like that. Um, I definitely think the the thing that I appreciated they didn't do that other horror films do is that they always like try to bait you into thinking that a jump scare is going to come up. Where like you have the classic like cabinet door closing with like a mirror on it and like behind you there's something or like the classic like, oh my God, why are we holding the shot for something that's going to jump out? Oh my God, nothing. Jump. Oh, we're in daylight again, right? <laughs> um I so hated
0: that. I actually hated that so much. Did they? I don't think they, they did, did that. They did that a few times. I was, like, I was sitting there. I was like, okay, this is when it's going to happen. Let me grab my Diet Coke and look <laughs> down on the ground and don't act like a pussy if you jump. Just pretend like it didn't happen. Uh, they did that a few times, and nothing happened. And I was glad that that didn't happen because I had so much Diet Coke in me that I was gonna piss myself if if that had happened.
1: And so there wasn't like the the film was shot well. It wasn't shot bad. Like there's nothing bad about it. But there also wasn't any crazy like metaphor shots. I mean, at least that I noticed. Maybe there was stuff that I missed, but there wasn't any like art house like experimental like. We're holding on this light bulb because it shows their final chances to escape from the house, and when it goes out, it means that they no longer have like potential. Like there wasn't anything like crazy or weird. There wasn't like any uh, well, overuse this, of like shallow depth of uh, field, from what I could remember.
0: They did this one thing which I didn't like at the beginning of the movie, but at the end, it made more sense as to why they did it. They had shots when they were walking through the house where they were following the characters, and then they would pan off to the side where they were like change from following the character to kind of like moving into a room and showing you what was in this room Mm -hmm. and then panning, like following back into the character, his movement. I didn't like that because I was like, okay, they're obviously, and this brings it back to making the movie foolproof. They're showing you what's going to happen, where they're going to go. They're showing you all these weapons. They're showing you the different rooms. So, you know, everything that's going to happen in the movie, what, uh, what, what's potentially going to be going on. I didn't like that because it's like, okay, that's a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. Um, that's like you're saying I'm dumb at that point by showing me there's a gun underneath the bed. You're showing me that I'm dumb by having this, like focusing in on this saw on the wall over there. Like I did not like that. I didn't appreciate it. But at the very end I was like, okay, it makes a little bit more sense because you knew what was going to happen. And you kind of can't like blame the movie for coming up with any cheap concepts. Like if he had pulled a gun out underneath his bed, that's a cheap concept. But since you knew it was there from the beginning, It's a little bit less of a cheap concept. So because of those camera movements, I thought that was okay at the very end. I wasn't too mad about it afterwards. I also really liked how they used push zooms at some points, but they also did it three or four times in succession, which I felt like, all right, are they just going to keep doing these push zooms, like this whole movie from this point on? And then they stopped, and I was like, okay, cool, that's fine. But I think that they only used it four times or five times in total. Uh, And I think those, those shots are very powerful when used, and they just overused them back to back to back. So I, I don't really care too much for the cinematography, but at the same time, it wasn't horrible. There wasn't anything that made it stand out like, color-wise. I wasn't like, oh, this is, a, this is great, like, this, is, this looks amazing. Uh, side note, I'm colorblind, so I mean that doesn't really matter to me anywhere. It shouldn't matter to me. But I, I thought it was just okay. Uh, cinematography was just okay. Let's talk about the sound because this is also. Another I mean, thing. well, go ahead. I,
1: I think it was okay, but like, if if I could work with the cinematographer, I would because he's good. But there's also nothing crazy, like. Right. There's there were like a couple tracking shots that I thought were done really really well. Yeah. Um, that felt very similar to Birdman. Obviously, not as long as Succession, not as many moving parts.
0: And that was the part that I just said I didn't like. Right. Yeah.
1: True. It, it was kind of like the sauce. Like, I feel like they've done this in a Saw movie where they, they walk you through the crazy kooky contraption to show you all the different pieces.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, That's fair.
1: Technically, on a technical level, that was like done well.
0: I mean, if you have a dolly, then yeah, sure. Cool. I'm, I'm
1: actually curious how much of it was CG because I feel like to push underneath a bed with a camera is pretty difficult. to no, do. No, not at all. With the camera that they shoot these movies with? Yeah. It was like bigger than Fabi.
0: You don't know what was underneath. LCS player. You don't know how they Small built underneath Latino the bed. Boy. They could have built out like an area to yeah, push that's underneath true. the bed. Um, so I, I just was like, okay, cool. Uh, I didn't really care. Sound, let's talk about that. Uh, I think that the music in the movie didn't really stand out to me at all, to be honest. I don't remember the tracks really setting a mood. Actually, I take that back. There was actually not that much music. Now that I think about it, there was a lot more quiet moments than not. So actually that did a decent job by not having music to create more suspense than actually having music in moments.
1: I agree. You, uh, you're basically like, you're flying dark, right? Because most horror films like build suspense upon like having music tracks that drive it or like really intricate sound design. Which I think this movie had relatively intricate sound design. Um, but yeah, like the the moments of tension weren't built with like some creepy uh sort of like spine tingling music it was like the like why is it so quiet this is weird oh shit right yeah. like stuff that really like grabbed you
0: that what? actually scared me right now when you did that that's good
1: <laughs> um so actually let's step back one step to the cinematography what did you think about showing darkness in black and white or did you not notice because of your condition
0: wait don't you mean that i would just see it normally black and white and then darkness what do you mean? Wait, wait, what? The whole movie was black and white, wasn't it? I thought this was like an indie film, like kind of like no. Clerks. That's what you know. So what? Okay. What are you? So are you talking about when they did the nighttime thing? Yeah, uh, they played really well with the shadow. I don't even know if they actually played well with the shadows, or if they just did this in post, where they had the old man step back and then he like faded away into the shadow. I don't know if that was actually. I like, feel
1: like they probably shot that practically.
0: Okay, well then that was. I liked that. That was a pretty good shot. I liked how they got really close up. I I love really really extreme close ups, like up to the eyes, um, to like the bottom of the nose kind of shots. And mm-hmm. they did those with them in the dark. How do you think they did that? Was do you think they shot it normally? Yeah, and then they just it turned black and white. And then it turned into black and white. How do they normally do that kind of stuff?
1: I almost feel like so. So, maybe it was intentional. Maybe that is like written into the script. Like, all these scenes will be in black and white because it's really odd to show darkness as to like barely light anything. Um, And so, that was actually as soon as the lights turned off, my immediate thought before I saw that it was in black and white was like, how are they going to? Are we literally just going to be looking at a black screen for like the next four minutes? And so, the black and white thing was interesting. It felt darker, I guess. But at the same time, it was like, I don't know if this is a right device to properly do this. I, I was a little conflicted. I, I don't know if,
0: if it made sense. I actually liked the concept. I was more more caught up in the concept of, okay, now they're in his world, and this right. is really, really bad for them. Uh, and I wasn't really caught up on how it was shot. I was like, okay, this is kind of an interesting concept I see. to I thrown actually, into yeah, this yeah. guy's world. Uh, so, I mean... Sure, they did a decent job because I thought at first it was like, um, I thought they used kind of like a UV light or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it the right thing that they use or is that the correct I'm not tool? sure. Okay. I thought they were using like infrared or whatever it was to begin with. But now that you say it's like black and white, it's pretty obvious. That's what they used. And then they just darkened it a lot. Um, I thought it was an okay technique. I mean, it was. I didn't pay attention to it in the movie. It wasn't distracting to me if that's mm-hmm. what you're asking. So I think that was okay. Um, so sorry, but, back to the sound No, 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 sound, I think sound, we pretty much covered that pretty, yeah. pretty well There wasn't really a soundtrack uh, I think they threw in a movie I mean, I th- they think they threw in like Did they throw in an actual song by a band somewhere? I feel like they threw something in I'm not sure I can't remember uh, But it was forgettable obviously, I mean, the
1: soundtrack isn't Drive, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's not the soundtrack of Drive That you can remember This soundtrack, right. I was like, okay, cool It's going to be an hour and 30 minutes of silence Excellent uh, editing, do you like how it was edited? I mean, these these movies are all based on editing.
1: I think, yeah, I think it was cut well. Uh, I really liked this, the tension that they built. Obviously, oh, performance, yeah. sound, cinematography, acting, all that goes into it. But definitely the way that they cut it, um, what they chose to hold on, what they chose to not hold on. Uh, this movie
0: was edited really well, but let's face it, it's not a Suicide Squad God-like editing tier level.
1: I, I mean, I think this movie's plot, writing, uh, sound, and editing was better than Suicide Squad.
0: Uh, hands down. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah Suicide Squad was the last maybe movie we saw. Maybe not the
1: cinematography because I remember thinking some stuff and that was cool. Uh, and maybe not the acting because like Will Smith killed it and like Harley Quinn was okay.
0: But I mean, if you give Will Smith like an hour of screen time, He's gonna kill it yeah. for the most part. Um, yeah, I, I think And the dog will die too. <laughs> the dog didn't die in this though. Oh, you're right. He what if he Well, but if Will Smith okay, was in it? So I to be to be honest, like she Rocky had made it so far, like she had done so many things, she had been trapped and captured but in the end and it everything. Didn't
1: really
0: matter. <laughs> God damn it. I'm done. I'm done. <sighs> and she made it back, like she's back in the house. And as soon as she like "Quote unquote," killed the old man, mm-hmm. and she was like going to leave the house. I was expecting the dog to drive up, or the dog to do something, and just like <laughs> drive yeah, like, by, just like just <laughs> like crash into the house, uh, and then like everyone's dead, and then the dog escapes and makes it with the money. And he's actually an actor named Danny, and he's going, it's, he's going to Los Angeles. He's just a dude in a, in a dog suit, <laughs> uh, trying to make his living by helping this blind man out. And he's actually in it for the long con, uh, but no, that's not what happened. So. I, I don't know where I was going with that but I think still even that plot would have been better than suicide squad uh, anyway so editing yes I think these movies are based entirely around editing uh, most of the, a little bit of cinematography obviously and then mostly editing from there they had moments where it' was very tense uh, and I was on the edge of my seat I even looked around me at some point and people more people were actually on the edge of their seats I saw this one lady leaning over and I I don't actually see that in theaters like that's just something like a, it's like a it's a uh, hyperbole I guess it's not even a hyperbole but it's like oh I'm on the edge of my seat mm-hmm. like people usually usually are not on the edge of their seats literally there was a lot of people on the edge of their seats so I think that speaks for the editing as far as like the pacing of the movie but at the same time the pacing at some point when she actually got captured by the guy again felt a little bit too much mm-hmm. uh, and I think they could have ended the movie embellished that's the
1: word that I was looking embellished? for embellished okay are you, are you saying that you didn't like the embellishment of the turkey baser? Too much, too much hold on the turkey baser?
0: I actually love that. That was that was amazing. Uh, that that scene's gonna live down in infamy with me. So I think uh, nobody's ever going to be able to outdo a semen dripping load of three dicks out for the turkey baser? Exactly. Uh, I think that that was probably the best edited, uh, best shot. That deserves an award in itself. I don't know if a, an Oscar's in talks for it, but a an award regardless. Um, best so
1: slow motion scene in a feature <laughs> film.
0: No, but best best Rebirth. use of semen. Oh God, best use of semen in a feature film. Rebirth. Um, so I think that overall the movie was edited pretty well. Uh, what are your general thoughts about the movie? Would you recommend it to anybody? I
1: think for someone that likes the suspense.
0: I think for someone that
1: likes suspense, uh, it's definitely a good watch. For someone that likes creepy twists uh, and isn't afraid of anything that's maybe, like, disgusting or weird, um, I think it's a good movie. I think it's definitely, like, a good mystery movie in the realm of, like, what's that one... Horrible movie. Uh, it's not horrible. I actually kind of like it. The one movie with Shia LaBeouf chicken run. where he's oh. like Ho- roads holes. Did you say Chicken Run?
0: Chicken Run. You said horrible movie. Chicken Run.
1: Hands the movie down. where Shia LaBeouf's in a wheelchair and he like sees his Even neighbor. Even Stevens movie. And he sees his neighbor across the street like doing what he thinks is hiding a body, and he like breaks into oh! the house.
0: Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. No, are you thinking of two different movies? I don't think so. Are you thinking of one where? uh even Stevens is like, he's mentally handicapped or are you thinking like of hysteria or whatever the one was where Rihanna is in it?
1: Maybe that one.
0: I don't, I've never seen either. I think but we're
1: butchering movie history, right now, but
0: <laughs> like that sort that's sort of, that's movie that, history. That's going to be in the textbooks of cinema. One Oh one, the great feature of well, even it, Stevens, it based, the handicapped a child a with on Rihanna. A,
1: on a Hitchcock story, I believe.
0: Okay. Um, anyway, your oh, point, oh, wait, not your Hitchcock,
1: point? the other one with the birds.
0: Hitchcock. No, no, no. No, no the no. other Hitchcock.
1: The the writer with the with the Ravens.
0: Oh, Edgar Allan Poe?
1: There you go. Okay. I believe it was based on... The great guys. movie
0: director Edgar Allan Or Poe.
1: everyone's just lost the little respect that they accidentally had for <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, If you like a thriller um, that takes it a little too 2016 and goes a turkey baser route, then you might like this movie. Uh, I think they could have tastefully done this. I bet No, the turkey uh, baser
0: is probably very tasty. N- <laughs>
1: They could have tastefully done this with removing a couple things that made it, like, modern and made it, like, not a classic horror film, but, like... Are you saying this is a classic? A, a more... I mean, if they took out a lot... If, if they we were to re, the whole movie. If we were to recut it and yeah, reshoot it. Yeah, yeah, Um, But I think it's not a bad film. It's definitely... I, I don't
0: know. Like, I'm trying to think of what I would rate this, like, out of 10. I would give it... Uh, do we do it out of ten? Yeah, seven point eight turkey basters out of ten.
1: I think I'm gonna have to go like five. Five. Five point five or five. Five point something.
0: Five point something. Maybe I,
1: maybe a six somewhere. Five point five. Is I think that's higher than what
0: you initially rated it. When you left the theater, you're just like, "This is a movie for dumb people." I'm gonna give it a two or a three out of ten. Or no, I don't even know what your. I don't know. I'm still doing this voice. I don't even know what your system was. It was like out of 100 or out of 5 or something. 2 out of 5. I think that's what you gave it. So that's like technically a 4 out of 10. Yeah, That's math for you guys. Um, I, I think it was a 7.8. It was good. Uh, and you know what's funny is as I left the movie theater, I said, oh, this is probably like a 7.8. Uh, I don't think it's horrible. It's not excellent. It was entertaining. I didn't have a bad time. I didn't hate myself uh, more than I usually do. So I'll give it a 7.8. And I went on the reviews and I looked up all like what people were giving it and the average for the movie was 78%, uh, really? which was really interesting, interesting that I got it spot on. I don't know what it's at right now. I
1: mean, so like, here's the, the, the thing, like the current state of horror films, right? Like they're all really bad. Yeah. Like I haven't watched which apparently the witch is like really good. Um, but like all of the horror films, like when I go on a Netflix and I want to watch a horror film, like they're just non existent. Like they're all bad. Or, uh, Have you ever all. been scared? They're by a mostly film? bad. Yeah, like, the first, and, like, a lot of people disagree with me on this because they, like, knew that it wasn't real. Not that I thought that the movie was real when I first went to go see it, but, like, the, the like, added element of, like, maybe this could exist in a world that is a possibility. Um, the first paranormal activity, like, really kind of creeped me out for, like, a couple of days. Like, I was genuinely, like, looking down my hallway. Wow, like, really? Like, creeped out. I mean... The house that I was living in at the time, I'm pretty positive, was haunted. Gotcha. And I was being haunted by a little girl that would stare at me while I was asleep. Yeah, yeah. Story for another time. Right. Um. And so, that amplified my fear of what I thought was going on at the time. And so, like that, definitely creeped me out beyond, you know, what some other horror films have.
0: I don't think I've ever been scared by a horror film. I've never left it and thought, oh, I'm creeped out by this. Never.
1: Actually, a horror documentary that scared me. Um, Blair um, Witch Project maybe not scared me I can't watch that movie because it's too shaky I'll like throw it <laughs> up so like even if I wanted to enjoy how scary it was I can't get past a shaky throw uh, up. <laughs> that's great Um. <clears throat> so I want. I wanted to like shit on someone there but I just couldn't find anything
0: that's fine uh, let's <laughs> before before we <laughs> wrap up well let let me re-
1: So a horror documentary that actually kind of like spooked me out was uh, the documentary that just came out recently this last year on Netflix called The Nightmare, which was like an examination of like sleep paralysis and a couple different people's like experiences with it. And that like creeped me out because for a good year I had really bad sleep paralysis just based on me not getting enough sleep or working odd hours. And so like those feelings that they talked about, I like totally related to and, like uh, even though okay. you wake up and you know that there's not something in your room,
0: you feel like there's something in your room that's so interesting, so it sounds like the movies that scare you are actually movies that you can relate to in real life right and Whereas, I can't
1: relate to going into someone's house having soldier seventy six attack me, yeah, that was and the then reference him walking up diva in the basement <laughs> and trying to force a child on her what if, like that's never gonna happen in my life. What if soldier seventy six is blind, and right. that's
0: why he has those goggles,
1: yeah, dude. And so my theory about this film is that it's all just social commentary on how uh, Blizzard chains up its audience in the basement and essentially, like, the, the baby that it's trying to get out of it is money, right? And so you chain up your audience in the basement and you, like, gradually over the course of nine months, like, give it some stuff and then optimistically, like, uh, that thing that's been locked in the basement, which is its fan base, after the nine-month period will suffer from Stockholm Syndrome and then just love it's so much that they'll never go away, and so Soldier Seventy Six is a representation of Overwatch, and how Blizzard is just locking its fan base in the basement, and hoping that they'll never go away. You just blew my mind, dude. That's that's the movie. And the three that's people it. and the three people that are trying to break in and steal the money, it's obviously Riot Games. <laughs> three Riot Games. Yeah, three Riot Games. Valves, Valve. Valve. And Riot Games. and uh, Two Riot Games. Bethesda, who is money, who just got, like, blasted. Oh, no, 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 EA. EA is money, because oh, all, all he wants is money. Dude. He do not oh, give a shit about God. anything else. He just wants money. That's, like, what's,
0: what's a girl? People were wanting an, wanting an Overwatch movie, and they just oh, got
1: it. Oh, Valve, uh, Valve is Alex. Because he like wants in and then he's like, Whoa, this money shit is like way too weird. I'm shutting down all the CSGO sites, right? So he pieces out and the girl's like right and she's like, No, I just need to steal all the money. Trust me, I just need all of your money. I can't give it to players, I can't give it to expand the league, I can't give it to anyone else. I need all of your money.
0: And then EA is the is money? Is the guy that got shot because yeah, yeah, EA, EA is yeah, a dead company. Just dumb. Yeah. 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 Okay.
1: That makes sense. And then the dog, who's protecting is that the,
0: Who's protecting Overwatch? Yeah. Who's protecting Blizzard? World of
1: Warcraft, right? Just came back out of nowhere.
0: Holy... Dude! Oh, my God. That's actually amazing. Why didn't we start off with this? No, you have to save the best for last, right? That's the best thing. Yeah. Holy shit. That and the turkey baster.
1: Um, and Diablo is probably one of the other bodies that's hidden underneath his house that no one likes to talk about. Because <laughs> that game is dead. <laughs> Along with StarCraft. Oh, man. StarCraft is, like is the Star very true dead
0: esport. Sorry, yep. All right. Um... So overall, I would probably recommend this movie to somebody that wants to watch a thriller. It wasn't horrible, it wasn't bad. You say around the same thing. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not mad that I watched it. So I'm
1: getting creeped out just sitting here. I feel like a blind man's going to come in here and whoop the shit out of us.
0: Would you like to plug any social media that you have so people can follow you and get your ideas and thoughts from the movies that you see, so they don't have to wait for another one of these podcasts? No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, if there's a movie that you want us to review, uh, please hit us up on Twitter. Let us know uh, just our individual Twitters. I'm at Michael Artris and then Damien is at Damien Estrada, and he's not wrong. He's, I'm not wrong. And just let us know what you want us to review. Uh, we'll probably take a look at that tweet and I'll favor it to let you know that I saw it and then not respond to it. and then uh, we'll go from there. That's uh, then I'll may slide into those DMs and then hit you up about like, hey, that was a that was a great. Yeah. that was a great selfie you just took. <laughs> Make sure to also subscribe to us on iTunes to be up to date on the Unreal Podcast whenever it is released. Uh, we thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this. Uh, of course, the first episode's always a little shaky, but I think this went relatively well. There's a lot of rambling about turkey basters, that's for sure, So on my part. So Anyway, uh, until next time, have fun.
1: <laughs> until next time, this has been Unreal.